Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's going <laughs> to pop eight, then you're going to pop around, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of the <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican, Mexican food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. Jerry, me here, as always, dedicated to the cast. Unfortunately, Patrick and Adrian have abandoned me this week. Uh, you know, one excuse or another. But, you know, I pulled all the strings, you know, put out the bat signal to the legacy to community to get the best and brightest to come out for this week's episode. Uh, unfortunately, all of them were occupied, so we're stuck with uh, Celso and Kate this week. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Well, we should be asking how our third favorite host of the cast is doing. <laughs> third is third. But Pat's not here. Oh. oh, man, the digs when he's not even here. Low blow. Oh, no, I was saying he's the third favorite after me and Celso. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I would count Adrian in there, but he's never on the cast anymore, so I just think of him as a guest. Yeah. I think we've actually had guests for more episodes than Adrian at this point. <laughs> I have definitely been on more casts in the last three months than Adrian has. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> well, how are you guys doing uh, this week? I haven't played Legacy in about three weeks because, uh, well, at least like in a store, because I've been taking a lamp working class, which is just working with glass, which is super cool. Um, hopefully by the end I'll be able to make a glass Emrakul, because that seems badass. Um. <laughs> I would love an Emrakul chandelier hanging in my foyer. <laughs> oh, have you never been to RISD? Oh my god, I'm dragging you to RISD, Pat. Oh, there's one at Worcester Art Museum, too. There's this guy who does these giant glass chandeliers that just look like Emrakul tentacles. <laughs> oh my god. That, that, I can imagine the conversation that goes around it for like all the magic muggles. <laughs> like, oh, interesting, like, squiggly thing you got well, up there. I don't think he's a magic player. That's just what it looks like to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Either way, I got to play a pre-release this weekend, which was super bomb. Love oh, yeah. this set as a mud player. Love this set. I mean, oh, really? The artifact set is intriguing to the mud player? Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I got to play a blue-black artifact combo deck in pre-release, and I just died of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win, though? Did you die and win? Or well, just die and die? <laughs> pay, playing two-headed giant, and my deck was phenomenal, but guys, here's a secret. Aaron sucks. <laughs> awful. I, I, I can attest to that. He's never beat me ever. Hear no, that, Aaron? <laughs> I love you, baby, but I'm finding a new two-headed giant partner. <laughs> it's like... It's like when you're at a party and your 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 uh, Beirut slash Pong partner sucks and you're just carrying the team and they can't hit a single cup. <laughs> That's what's happening, man. I'm like, oh man, I have this sweet combo deck, and it was gas. And Aaron's like, I forget how to play sealed. What's a card? 
Uh, man, I feel there's like a, uh, movie in the making of a romantic comedy involving couples playing two headed giant <laughs> together and how it's an allegory for marriage. <laughs> but you know what? We've only played two headed giant together. This is only our second time. Every other time I've partnered with Sierra, for those of you who know her, or Devin, who is the wife of the, my boss at, uh, at That's E. Um, she's an awesome sealed player. Um, so when I play with Devin, she and I have played the last four pre-releases and we always get first, but she had to work on Saturday. So, so you were stuck with Aaron. I was really sad because I literally went from first to last and felt like I was a 14-year-old again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, excellent. But, uh, so what do you think of the draft format? I, I hear it's fast. It is. It's really fast. It's definitely extremely different from shadows because there's the crew mechanic is actually much better than i anticipated mm-hmm. and it led to very quick beat downs very quick beat downs the removal is very specific in this set but it's also very good there's also really good protection in this set like i i really enjoy it to the point i i really think i'm gonna buy into standard on mtgo so i can play since i work most fnms yeah. <laughs> literally add an fnm <laughs> um but i really i really like it um this, this set has some really powerful cards, so it goes fast. It's not boring and drawn out like Standard has been. It's like every time I run F&M, I'm looking out, and I'm like, why the hell do you have 65 fucking lands out? Oh, because you're playing the world's slowest format. Got it. Yeah. It's literally worse than EDH. They have more lands out than an EDH game that's going too long. Yeah. See, I, I think I've said this before in the cast, but I hate Standard, but I love Block Constructed. And just looking over the Kaladesh spoilers, it just made me want to build a quote-unquote standard deck. But in reality, I just wanted to make constructed draft decks out I of Kaladesh. <laughs> with you, and when are you coming over to draft with me and Aaron, then? Hell Celso yeah. Fight it too. Nah, like, d- Celso can't come. We can't fit a bear at the table. That's fair. That's fair. But that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cass is coming down. <laughs> so, so you get to uh, play any Kaladesh this weekend? Well, uh, to answer my now fourth favorite host on the cast, Jesus, <laughs> is um, it is it a moving rank? Like, can I can I challenge the first host to like reclaim the throne? Now answering my fifth. Favorite <laughs> <host>. <laughs> Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> so, so my choices this weekend were play. Kaladesh pre-release or smoke lots of meat. Um, I went with the smoke. So, so there are children <laughs> listeners. Hold off with the metaphors, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. So for months, my wife and I have been talking about getting a patio put in because it was just like, I guess whoever re- redid the house, they just like slapped on a couple pieces of wood to get from like the three seasons room outside. And it's just grass all over the place. So we're like, huh. We want to enjoy outside because we're kind of like in, kind of like in a woodsy type of area. So like, we want to, you know, look up at the stars, like, like, you know, enjoy, like, you know, get some fires going, things like that. So, well, oh, you were going to say something? I was just going to make another bear joke. You know, you're in the woods. Oh, okay. But I feel like the material writes itself, so I'm going to let the listener put that one together. (laughs) Hey, you know, sometimes you want to be in a natural habitat. Yeah. 
Exactly. So we, we finally got the patio done this past week, and as to like christen the new space, I've been yearning for a long time to get a smoker. So we finally did it, got the smoker, got it going for the first time this weekend, and made delicious racks of baby back ribs and a pretty good brisket. I could do better, but like still, we're you know we're talking like a like an eight and a half out of ten that I think I could do even better on. So so I was I was oh when for dinner I I need some dinner. Uh, I'm pretty I'm free this weekend so. Oh, I'm working all weekend. Ah, uh, I'll have to then I'll have to deliver some up to TE somehow and make oh. sure it's still warm. Making my heart rush a little bit. Aaron and I. We'll have to- love that kind of food. I'm an ex-vegetarian, but I don't eat meat very often unless it's really good. Smoked meat, definitely an exception. We're definitely having pulled pork and barbecue for our wedding food. Like, this is food I will <laughs> yes. keep eating meat for. Nice. Just, yeah, that, just letting that was my 30th birthday, was, was barbecue. Like, just bringing in barbecue and having some family over. It was amazing. So, so we're going to solution this when we get off the cast. <laughs> we, we, should, we should make this happen. Is, is there a legacy up there this weekend? What's the scene like? Uh, so this Sunday there should be legacy. I'm working in the Fitchburg store on Sunday. Um, but there should be legacy on Sunday. And it's been a pretty good turnout from what I hear. It's been like 15, 20 people. It was really sad because I ran F&M and Legacy and Worcester the same week. And that FNM, I had exactly eight people, and then Legacy, I had like fifteen or something like that. So Legacy does much better there. Um, there is a one K on Saturday, so people might be Legacyed out. Is my only worry. Oh yeah, there is the one K at That's Entertainment. Uh, or no, no, it's not That's Entertainment. Wow, sorry, Gaming Etc. Oh, oh you're gonna get <laughs> fired. That's like saying the wrong girl's name in bed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My, my apologies, my apologies, but uh, yes, <laughs> uh, gaming etc. is having the one k uh, on Saturday. Uh, are you guys going to that? I will be working sadly. Uh, one of my coworkers is getting married, so I'm covering for him. Aaron, however, will be going. Oh, nice. Hmm. What about you, Celso? Maybe I'll. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out the logistics. Can I? Can I succeed in like playing and bringing barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to pull an all-nighter for this one. Just like <laughs> somebody just wake up in the middle of the night, like you know, like it's cold enough now where people, I'm sure people have their windows open instead of like an AC or anything like that. Yeah. So like they're gonna wake up in the middle of the night and be like, why? Why does it smell like hickory? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and why am I now hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go. I don't know what deck I'm going to play though. Can't make up Aaron, my mind. Aaron's having the same argument right now. He can't decide if he wants to play that new Death and Taxes and the Aetherflux Reservoir Brew he put together for me. Nice. Yeah, I just sleeved up the Punishing Thing in the Ice deck because I wanted to run it. And when I f- didn't realize that Saturday was the 1K. So I have that sleeved up, but I don't really want to enter a 1K having never played a single game with it before. Hey, but, that's what Aaron's going to do. <laughs> but Exactly, but I'm also just really lazy and don't feel like putting together, like stripping this deck apart after I just put it together to put something else together. 
I say the yeah, best way to test it. a brew. Yeah, it's like the best way to test a new deck. Just like, go straight on the one k. Yeah, because right. unless you like really want to win this one k, like you <laughs> yeah, might. man, I'm I'm gunning for it. I'm gonna take it down. <laughs> Sometimes a rogue deck does does well at that shit because they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? I have no fucking clue. What the yeah, fuck are you that's playing?" True. That's not a real fucking deck. Stop doing that. That's not magic. <laughs> You're just You're masturbating. Stop it. All around. No one's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best. So so. So so. It's it's better when yeah. I, it's better when I do it. No. <laughs> so I got a lighter going over here. You're good. <laughs> That's kind of my thing. If you could back off. <laughs> what what about this? Uh, I'm thinking about that 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 white Eldrazi deck. Has anybody got like played against or played with it yet? Uh, talk to I- Pat. That's all he ever wants to talk about it. I just tune him out at this point. <laughs> now that Pat's not here to argue, can I just say, I, I don't mind a mid-range Eldrazi list. I fucking hate the aggro Eldrazi list. I don't think they're that good. I think they're just cheap to build, so it's just like saturation of it. And that's why it seems like it's decent, but I think there are better Eldrazi lists out there, and it's driving me crazy. Sorry, Pat. Love you, but you can do better. <laughs> I believe in you. You can do better, so, Pat. So maybe the, the the white one with the Thalia is it, like the one that's more like like stacks D and T with splashing the Eldrazi type of list. Like like full Thalia, Stoneforge, Dot Knot, Smasher, like that kind of a build. I just think or of like, that as like mono white Stompy with Eldrazi Displacer. Yeah, or even, like, sometimes death and taxes with Eldrazi Displacer. Yeah, like, I think eventually you get to the point where it's just not even an Eldrazi deck anymore. It just has some Eldrazi creature types in it. Right. But, so, uh, yeah, I'm thinking, like, potentially some something like that. Somewhere I have, like, a little more flexibility. Oh, than you like. you actually want to play that? Oh, yeah, I think that, that those are can be fun decks. Uh, you know, the old Bane uh, Slayer Angel version of it was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, so, Celsi, you were talking about wanting to do the mono-white, like, stacks deck? Yeah, like, not the stacks, one that, but... yeah, the one that, like, like, splashes some of the Eldrazi, but it's not, like, pure colorless, or, like, you know, whether it's low to the ground or high to the ground, it's, like, the ones that play, like, you know, both Thalia's, Dot Knot, like, maybe some of Reality Smasher, Eldrazi Displacer... Like it plays, it plays your chalices too, just like the other builds do. Like, but you also get like Mox Diamond for both mana acceleration and to uh, to make your white mana costs for a lot of your spells. And mm-hmm. plus, you get you get the sweet sideboard cards too. Like you get Containment Priest, like Containment Priest plus Eldrazi Displacer is kind of a a brutal, you know, type like a soft lock. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace, things like that. That that was kind of what I was potentially thinking. I'm trying to see if I could find a like a sample list to like throw out there as an example. You should yeah. chat with Aaron because he's got like four hundred thousand deck lists on his phones. <laughs> some of them original, <laughs> some of them not. But like literally, you'll be like, "I want A, B, and C," and he'll be like, "I got you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> uh, like this one was this the one I think I had at one point in time? Yeah, this one had like like oh, it also had Lodestone Golem too for more like taxing effects, just like. Basically, like tax the crap out of you, and then play like quality creatures to just finish you, finish the finish the job. Basically, so like you got your golems, like 
both Thalia's, Thought Knot, two Stoneforges, two Revokers, like three Displacers, your, your, you know, a typical, like, soul land mana base, except you also have, like, you need some white sources, so, like, you have, you know, like a pair of Caracas, a couple planes, um, like Caves of Coilos, even, you get your colorless and white mana in there, you know, and you have, like, Stoneforge getting your Badish Goal and Jet with, I think, another equipment in the sideboard. Yeah, like a Sophie in the sideboard, and then, yeah, you know, so, something kind of along those lines. So yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go poke Aaron as we go through the week to see kind of like what version potentially run up there. Yeah, I mean we have a lot of those cards too, so it'd be easy for us to help you sleeve it up. Um, I personally, the only thing I'm hearing on that list that I, I really prefer Trinisphere over Lodestone Golem, like every day of the week. I guess that could be a little tough if you're like playing the super aggro matchup. Aaron has a mid range list that does run Trinisphere that he put together for me that's like Cloud Post meets Agro Eldrazi but runs some of the, the bigger higher end creatures and it worked really well. I liked it because every time I sat down across an Eldrazi I beat them because it's it was more consistent. Like they're just like trying to get the quick in and this was like I can do both. <laughs> I can do quick and I can also play a long game which made Miracles still an easy matchup and a few other things. You should definitely chat with him. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Kate? You had uh, mentioned a pretty spicy brew that I think uh, Aaron just wrote about on Hipsters of the Coast. Yeah, I'm like super in love with this deck. So when Aetherflex Reservoir got uh, spoiled, I pretty much went, I need need this and I need it right now. Um, For those of you who aren't sure what that is, it's the new... Uh, artifact where you pay 50 life and you do 50 damage. Um, and, and it, sorry, go ahead. It, don't, don't you gain life somehow off of it as well? Yeah, every time. It's like, it almost like has, gives your spells storm. And I think it's, it's worded. Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up right now. For every, whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you cast this turn. So even if Aetherflex Reservoir is my fourth spell that turn, if I cast Another spell after that, I gain five life. Gotcha. Uh, so um, it's nice when you get a few of those out because you'll be like, oh, first spell for turn, gain two life. Second spell for turn, gain uh, four life. Third spell for turn, gain six life. <laughs> Please tell me the deck is based around looping Palancron uh, infinite times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I'm running the Metal Worker. Uh, staff combo still that's like pretty famous in most traditional mud lists um, for people not familiar with it because mud is is kind of like solar fringe deck. Staff is a um, three mana artifact that has four abilities. The first one is one mana untap it. Two mana tap you gain one life. Three mana tap untap target creature. Four mana tap tap target creature. And five mana tap draw a card. So if you have three artifacts in your hand, you tap Metal Worker, make six mana, then you pay three to untap target creature, and then one to untap Staff Domination. So you're netting two mana infinitely, uh, and then you can use that to gain unlimited life, um, draw, draw, infinite cards, <laughs> tap unlimited creatures, etc., etc. Um, it's also running Grim Monolith, so you can turn one um, a metal worker off an ancient tomb, 
um, or a city of traders. It's also running a Trinosphere that you can also turn one, but the rest of the combo pieces include the Aetherflux Reservoir, but it also runs Well of Lost Dreams. So whenever you gain a life, you may pay X where X is less than or equal to the amount of life you've gained if you do draw X cards. So that's pretty bomb. <laughs> so you're just kind of skipping the entire ability gain life whenever you cast a spell. You're just gaining infinite life and then drawing your deck and uh, what, what's it? Aether Stone? Whatever the fuck it's called. Aetherflux Reservoir. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Aetherflux Reservoir is basically just your kill card. It's the deal 50 damage when you draw this. As cool as that would be, that wouldn't be super resilient. Most people know when a metal worker hits the table to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And if Aetherflux hits the table, like people can still Pithing Needle it, or um, what's the other Pithing Needle creature thing? Phyrexian Revoker. Thank you, they can Revoker it. Um, so I'm also still running a Cloud Post uh, mana base, so I'm gaining life off the Glimmer Post, and I'm also running four Radiant Fountains. Um, whenever Radiant Fountain ends the battlefield, you gain two life, and it just taps for a colorless. Um, so between that and being able to cast a bunch of spells with um, Aetherflux Reservoir out, um, and also since I'm drawing a ton of cards, I'm also running two Venser's Journal. Uh, five mana, you have no maximum hand size. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain one life for each card in your hand. Um, oh, so this yeah. is just a pretty dedicated life gain deck. Yeah, so I, I, Aaron tweeted about this a little bit. I can easily get above 50 life, and even when he was revokering Aetherflux Reservoir, because I was practicing against Death and Taxes, which I found is so far and testing the hardest matchup, um, I could get my life, because I'm also running Fort Worm Coil Engine, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I could easily get my life total up near 100, um, so even, even if they shut that down, I'm eventually gonna be able to kill you. <laughs> Um, he, the only thing I've found that really slows me down is the Sanctum Prelate, because if you drop it at four, that does hit a lot of my spells. Oh my god, I hate that card so much. Me I, too. Oh man, he's so annoying. But you know what helps with that card? Spatial Contortion. <laughs> Good. That, is that um, the plus three, minus three colorless card? Yeah, and it's an instant. So, oh really? Yeah. So that's been my way of my way of dealing with it. Um, I also have four chalice in the sideboard, um, two Grafdigger's cage, four metalwork losses, and an orbs of warding. Um, so that kind of that kind of shores up some of the bad matchups. But it is it's a very dedicated life gain deck. I obviously didn't list everything in there, but uh, I just gain a shit ton of life, and I don't really give a fuck what you're doing because my life totals at like it's over nine thousand. <laughs> Jeez. So, um, I can just fuck around until I get my combo together. But the thing I like most about this is, for me, play, as a mud player, it's really frustrating how um, I have no way to really... I don't have card selection and card draw, um, but between the staff metalworker combo and uh, Well of Lost Dreams, I often found myself like with huge hands, and if I didn't draw one of the Venser's Journal, I was like literally having to discard crap because I'd have like 15 cards in hand. But it was great. Because if I have more than one well out, I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I gained five life, but I'm only going to pay two into the first well, draw two. Oh, I didn't get what I wanted. Uh, I'll pay four into the next well trigger, draw four. Oh, look, I got what I want. <laughs> Deck sounds a, like a lot of fun. It is. It's a ton of fun. It's super rude. <laughs> there's also, like, there's a certain type of player that gets so 
tilted when their opponents just gain absurd amounts of life. Like, being a Delver player and playing against 12 post when they have the four Glimmer post uh, <laughs> plan, it's the most depressing thing in the world, because you're just like, I'm doing 30 points of damage, and he's still nowhere near being dead. That's always one of my favorite parts about playing a post-based deck, and I I am really loving this, because this does all the things I like about Mud Post, while also making up for places where Mud Post can really, really lack, which is card draw and being able to really fight against the super aggro decks, because I can cast enough spells early game that I can either lock you out long enough that I'll be able to gain a lot of life, or just right off the bat gain a ton of life. Hell, it sounds like if eight, if uh, Aaron doesn't play it on Saturday, I'm going to ask if I can. <laughs> Please do. I won't have an opportunity to play it for three more weeks, and I'm dying. I've been, every night before bed, I'm like, hey, babe, can you test some legacy? <laughs> um, and I would love for someone to take that deck out for a spin. I'm begging Aaron, too. And he, he's interested, but he's also worried about getting super super frustrated for the day. But anyone who wants to read more about it, it is Aaron's article for today. Um, and he goes pretty in-depth in his articles. He posted it in the Leaving a Legacy group, and he and I both tweeted it as well. So it's pretty easy to find. I also retweeted it, so you can find it on there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited now. As you should be. Now that we're all <laughs> happy and boisterous, should we talk about the disappointment that's the banned and restricted update? <laughs> you mean the lack of the lack of update? I like how the only change is they changed the rule in shuffling. <laughs> A rule that I feel like if for some reason you were really frustrated with your opponent for pile shuffling like 800 times... If you called a judge, they'd be like, that's slow play, cut the shit. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really even a real rule change. It was pretty much already a rule. They just, like, doubled down on it. <laughs> Apparently, Patrick Sullivan, like, this was his crusade for a long time. And so he's... Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so anti-pile shuffling. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with pile shuffling, just because as long as you always cut your opponent's deck afterwards, there shouldn't... Or, you know, you yourself, uh, you know... What's it called when you just mash the cards together? In a gentler way, of course. Shuffling? Mash, <laughs> shuffle? Mash, mash. I don't, I don't know if there was like an official term for it. <laughs> besides just shuffle. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what do you call uh, the Xerox machine that makes copies? <laughs> What's that sandwich when you take some cheese and then you grill it on something? Oh, oh, it's a grilled cheese? Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a much better analogy. Thank you, Celso. So, so I have a list of cards that Jerry was wishing was on the BNR list. Should I, should I read some of them out? For uh, have you been keeping track? Yeah, so so I have um, Ether Vial, Caracas, really? <laughs> Thalia, Heretic Cathar, Thalia Guardian of Thraven. Heretic Cathar is okay. You can keep uh, blah, blah. Go on. Sanctum Prelate, Erxian yep. Revoker. Yep. Um, Flicker Wisp. Yes. Are you just reading a Death and Taxes, like, checklist? <laughs> They're all valid banned targets. Some more than yeah. others? <laughs> yeah, let's needle. deal with the, the non-Death and Taxes <laughs> issue. We completely ignore the Miracles issue. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people were hoping for Sensei's Divining Top and or Counterbalance to make an appearance. Uh, this week. Don't worry, Kate. I wasn't gonna leave it off. I just, but since I know, want to ban top. 
come at me, bro. You're wrong. Everyone jumps to Top. I agree with you. I think Top is an important part of the legacy uh, metagame. I think it is counterbalance that's the real problem, because counterbalance is the real tilting card in that combo. It's not even the tilting card. Like people are like, but it slows the but top slows down the game. No, you know why they activate top so much? Because they have to react to counterbalance with every single spell. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have counterbalance, they would use top a way lot less. less. <laughs> that is also a good point. Well, also to be fair too, they use top so that they can help dig through their deck, so they don't need to put like three of their wincon. They can just put one of what they need, and then they just keep using top and fetch lands to keep going after what they're looking for, too. Yeah, but I just feel like counterbalance is like... Like, when you have a counterbalance in play, literally every single spell you respond to... I've literally cast Emrakul and Eldrazi Conscription and had my opponent be like, counterbalance trigger, top, fetch, brainstorm, top, and I'm like, what the fuck are you finding in your deck? (laughs) With your counterbalance trigger, that's going to take care of my Emrakul or Eldrazi Conscription. Anybody. Anybody got something. One thing. <laughs> One thing that Miracles runs that's going to deal with my Emrakul and Eldrazi Conscription. And if you give me that shitty Narset list and start making excuses with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. <laughs> well, you also, I, well, also, Emrakul can't be countered. Right. That's my point. <laughs> and don't tell me they're running something big enough to counter Eldrazi Conscription, because you're wrong. <laughs> Uh, Kate snapping in a Z formation over here. I just, I am. People tell me I hate miracles because I'm salty, and then I would like to remind everybody my main deck is post. I don't really lose to miracles very often, and when I am, I'm not salty because it's miracles. I'm salty because I drew like shit. Like, I don't lose to Miracles. It's a very good matchup. I want to say 90-10 in my favor. I could probably sleep through the matchup, and as long as I don't get completely fucked on my draws, I'm a win. <laughs> yeah, I would say that matchup is, is about as close to Sneak and Show and Death and Taxes. It is very heavily favored in the Mud player. Not even on Mud. Even Mono Green, Blue Green, you name a you name. Yeah, a name. just Cloud Post in general. They just you, they go big. <laughs> I'm and like, oh, counterbalance, Q, oh, forcible, oh, look at my cavernous souls, look at my little cavernous souls, look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on before Kate goes down this dark hole. I have been writing my column for a year and a half now, and I put in my, my application article in almost uh, a year and eight or nine months ago. You want to know what that article was about? It was about why counterbalance should be banned. <laughs> I've been on this train for a very long time. Uh, and, and and finally people are like, oh, look it, she's not crazy. She has a point. Miracles has been 20% of the meta for fucking ever. Yeah, ba- it's making it boring. Mm-hmm. It's so boring. I'm bored. Miracles, you bore me. Sorry, Miracles players. You guys are great, but your death sucks. <laughs> and like... I, I'm getting really impatient with Wizards just completely ignoring it. It feels like such a fuck you. It is the only argument to me of why I think Wizards doesn't give a shit about Legacy, which I just wrote an article about why I think Wizards does give a shit about Legacy. So I think Wizards is afraid that if they ban Counterbalance, they're effectively banning the only control deck in the meta. 
but I would say the reason why Miracles is pretty much the only control deck in the meta is because it's the, by far and away, best control deck in the meta, and there isn't really much of a point in running any other control deck while you can run Miracles. I completely agree with you. I also, and I've talked to a lot of Miracles players who agree with me on this, think it is still a very strong and effective deck without counterbalance. It's called Miracles, not Countertop, for a reason. There are other spells in that deck that are still very powerful, very strong. It might not be 20% of the meta, but it's just not going to disappear overnight. It will still be, I think it'll still be a top-tier deck without counterbalance. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sorry. Let's tell us how you really feel about the deck. <laughs> uh, so, so what about you? Anything you were hoping to uh, show up on the under the ban hammer? I'm just not surprised. Like, I don't know why anybody's really surprised at this. Like, oh, I'm not surprised. I can I'm still. I'm not hope. surprised. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. So, well, yeah. Exactly that. So it's like you know what. Well, if they're gonna not do crap, then, like, I guess, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do here. Like, I'm not infiltrating into, uh, Watsi, although I probably should wreck their trash cans and forage for <laughs> random delicious foods they may have in there, but that's another topic for another day. Ooh, Mark <laughs> Worldswater's Blueberry Muffin! <laughs> Ooh, muffin, that sounds good to know. Yeah, or, like, some, some, like, leftover donuts or something. Seattle's got pretty good donuts, right? It's not like the Portland game, but it's got to be good. How Aaron, how mad would you think Aaron would be if I ate the rest of his Subway? <laughs> nah. Important legacy topics, guys. Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, we've kind of talked about this on the cast before, but I'd like to know what your guys' opinions are. Any cards that are currently banned that you would like to see unbanned? In legacy. Mm, that's a good question. All of them? All of them? Good. <laughs> the band list and think about that. That's a really good question. Well, Black I think part Black. of that is because I've, I've played Vintage before, so now it's like, oh man, these cards are really sweet. We should try these in Legacy, even though it's completely broken. <laughs> uh, when I first started playing, like we, bu- we built quote-unquote Legacy decks, but we were running like... Vampiric Tutor and Soul Ring and Demonic Tutor in them. <laughs> I remember I had like a red black deck that used Soul Ring to power out a Goblin Sharpshooter on turn two. Oh, <laughs> like that was my game plan. <laughs> yeah, like, like what's the world burn? Unbanned Recall. Like, <laughs> holy shit. How about Balance? Can we get some Balance back? Uh, I would totally be down for Balance again. Um, oh, bizarre. That would be broken. Oh, man. No, yeah, we do not want Dredge being the best deck in Legacy. <laughs> I, I, I actually adore Vintage Dredge because I have no soul, so... I mean, I do too, but I don't want to play against that in Legacy. <laughs> right, I won't lie, I would have a lot of fun with, like, Soul Ring or Skull Clamp. I don't think it's a smart move, but I have uh, a lot of fun. I would actually totally be cool with Skull Clamp being unbanned. That was one of my favorite cards back in the day. And the thing is, is you have to have creatures. I mean, it would probably make Blue-Red Delver absolutely insane, because it would turn Young Pyromancer tokens into two cards to cast more spells. But I'm okay with that. I would like to see how that goes, at least for a little while. I guess if they aren't going to unban 
uh, if they aren't going to ban counterbalance, they should unban skull clamp and give elves a chance. <laughs> I mean, they just counter the skull clamp though. The problem is, any one drop just gets screwed by counterbalance top. True. Uh, my- guess- Oops, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, as a mud player, soul ring and tinker all day long. <laughs> uh, my go-to for at least reasonable targets <laughs> is uh, I I think uh, Earthcraft and Mind Twister are the two closest to being unbanned. What about survival? I feel like survival like wouldn't be as good as it used to be. Yeah, I agree with that as well. But I just feel Earthcraft as the green like if any green enchantment is getting unbanned, it's Earthcraft. Earthcraft is definitely not as good as it used to be. We should probably also be telling people what these cards are, because they're... (laughs) Oh, you mean these cards that even Legacy players probably have never seen before since they're banned in the format? (laughs) Yeah, that. that, Yeah. uh, uh, Earthcraft, for those of you who are curious, tap an untapped creature control, untapped target basic land. As a mono green post player, I would be all over that, like white on race. Sounds amazing. (laughs) The reason why... Also, the combo with Squirrel's Nest. Right, right? that's the reason why it was banned. Oh, yeah. Squirrel's Nest and Channel Land. I think you tap it, you make a squirrel, so then you use the squirrel for your craft to untap the land with Squirrel Nest. Rinse or repeat, get a, a bajillion squirrels. <laughs> it's like, ooh, you have one million one one squirrel tokens that are all tapped, so you have to pass the turn. <laughs> oh, your opponent has Toxic Deluge? <laughs> oh, well. Granted, you can just repeat it again the next turn if they don't have a way to destroy the Earthcraft enchantment. But I still think a permanent base combo that, while making infinite one ones, isn't really that hard to disrupt. No, it's really not. Uh, so I think Earthcraft could definitely be unbanned. Um, I definitely think. Oh, what was I going to suggest Shaharazad should be unbanned for fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Restart the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, On a so- serious note, is Library of Alexandria really that broken in Legacy? Uh, it's you want to give Miracles Library? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking okay. about how Miracles is too good. <laughs> Alright, you win. You win. I'm done. I shut up now. I was like, how many decks always have, have seven cards? Nope. Nope. Okay. Fuck that. I, I think one Alexand- Library of Alexandria isn't that bad, but the fact that Legacy doesn't have a reserved list, uh, restricted list, means you would automatically be able to have four. Just basically almost guaranteeing that you can have it in your opening hand. Uh, is really backbreaking because when Library of Alexandria comes into play turn one, you draw an it basically just says draw an extra card and yeah, you crush right. your opponent under the card advantage. Yeah. Imagine you're on the draw. Like, All <laughs> <Yeah>. right, draw <laughs> library top go untap draw for turn. Oh, I got seven cards in hand. Let's draw an eight. Yeah, play a yeah, land. That's go. You're great. I'm wrong. It's fine. It's fine. But the only reason why I know it is because I played uh, Powered Cube and I've gotten Sensei's Divining Top Library of Alexandria in the same deck. And I'm just like, this isn't fair. Like, this is just gross. (laughs) Like, I think I could take on some legacy decks with this this cube uh, deck. (laughs) Yeah, Storm would be the other deck that would, like, bring it out of the sideboard for, like, the grindy matchups because getting the extra card is also really valuable. So, like, imagine, like, playing Grinding Station and, like, you get access to the library. That's pretty sick, too. Yeah, so I think, like, having one library would be fine, but just having four, you're going to have that in your opener way too often. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% correct. I was definitely full of stupid. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no. I can accept that I was wrong. I have no problem with that. 
Uh, good, because I can't. <laughs> so, so I've noticed other- that's the one who has to post on Facebook for Aaron while he's driving and we're listening to the cat. <laughs> Uh, what about Oath? Mm, I think Survival should get unbanned before Oath. What, Oath of uh, Druids? Yeah, so yeah. Oath is two mana enchantment, one a green. Giving of each player's upkeep. That player chooses target player who controls more creatures than he or she does. Or he, yeah, he or she does, and it's his or her opponent. First player may reveal cards from the top of their library until he or she reveals a creature card. If she does, the player puts it onto the battlefield and puts everything else into the graveyard. So basically, what you're doing is like, well, at least in Legacy, you know, you know, land go or cantrip, do something, well, untap. Your second land drop is Forbidden Orchard, mm-hmm. which is a, a rainbow land that gives a spirit to your opponent because we need drawbacks. And you cast Forbidden Orchard with that land, so your opponent's got a 1 1 spirit. You have no creatures, because you probably only have, like, two or three in this deck. And next turn, you go, oh, hey, you got a dude. I have fewer dudes than you. And flip, flip, flip. Oh, there's a Grizzle Brand. Yeah, I'll put that into play. So it's like a green version of Show and Tell, kind of, sort of. So my only worry with that I've... is it's also a really easy way to break Dredge. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if well, they change the list up a little bit. That and also, it's more more than show and tell. It it becomes the de facto reanimator list uh, because I believe there isn't really that much reanimator in vintage because oath is just a better reanimator because yep. you kind of function the same way reanimator does, but you don't have to go through the graveyard. You just have this enchantment that does it instead. Yeah, and oath is a really really good vintage deck, and I feel like there isn't all. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of cards that are played in Vintage Oath that would not be played in Legacy. But I feel like most of those things are, like, power and stuff. Stuff that if you took them out of the deck and just replaced them with the Legacy equivalent, which is pretty much just lands and, like, Force of Wills instead of Mental Misstep, it's still, like, a really fucking good deck. Yeah. Yeah, but do we have, like, are the hate cards that we have now adequate? to handle something like that. No. Between Grafdigger's Cage, Containment Priests... I don't think so, because, like, a lot of that shit is not main board, so it's going to be, like, a lot of... For a lot of decks, you don't have enchantment removal, so it's literally going to be, like, game one auto-loss for a lot of decks. If you're not blue, game one is an auto-loss. Yeah, well, also, it going back to kind of the reanimator allegory, is it loses to some of the things that hit Reanimator, like Grafdigger's Cage and Containment Priest, but it completely blows pl- past a bunch of others. Like, the deck doesn't care about Rest in Peace. Sure, you're losing a bunch of cards off the top of your le- deck, but if you're still putting a creature in play and swinging for the win, you don't really care. Literally, your only hate is Grafdigger's Cage or, remo- or Enchantment Removal. Or Containment Priest. Or Containment Priest. <laughs> So that it just narrows the amount of hate against you, and already Reanimator's at a pretty good balance. I think it caught, could probably swing a bit closer in the favor of Reanimator getting a little stronger, but you know, a lot of the hate cards that people use for these unfair decks just don't apply to Oath of Druids. You know what? Can oh, never mind. I'm never mind. Ignore me. Okay. I'm mixing up <laughs> Containment Priest with um the one that doesn't let you draw more than one card. Oh yeah. Oh Spirit. 
Yeah, and I'm like, wait, you don't draw for oath. What the fuck's wrong yeah. with you, Jared? Well, like, and like bounce effects are still pretty good. Just like you would, just it, like the way I'm looking at this card is like, all right, this card is very operates very similar to the show and tell decks and the reanimator decks and all that. And it's like, all right, well, how much extra busted really is this particular card? And oh, I, I feel like that's arguable. It could mm-hmm. go either way. I yeah, I mean, I I could see it too. It's just. Honestly, I think it would take over a lot of legacy. I really do. And I, part of me is kind of okay with that. <laughs> like, I'm okay with kind of the unfair combo decks getting a little bit of a spotlight. Yeah, whatever, Seek and Show. <laughs> I know, come on! Come on! <laughs> We've been hated out. Wizards has been making so much hate lately that, you know, Celso, I'm going to switch sides and join <laughs> join the unbanned Oath of Druids party. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, or like Caracas is another hate card available too. Unless you're playing like the crazy Bomberman version that won Vintage Champs a couple years ago, but you know. Because <laughs> that's like Dragonlord Dramoka and like Oryx Salvagers, and that's like your creature base. But typically you just see like Grizzlebrain. That's your. That's your oh, that's really cute. So, Oath of Druids mills until you hit the creature. It doesn't go back on the bottom of your library. I feel most newer players would well, assume that's re- the case. It says reveal, and then it goes to your... Right, and then, then, your- right and then goes to your graveyard. I just feel a lot of the newer cards Wizards uh, has been printing that's somewhat similar, like nowhere near power level, but somewhat similar, is it puts it back on the bottom of your library, either in a, any order or in a random order. So I think the fact that it goes to the graveyard is really cute with Bomberman because you can just you get the combo and then once you hit the uh, Oryx Salvagers you just go off right then and there. That's really cool. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I don't know if I like it, but it's a thing. <laughs> but it's a thing. <laughs> what about Frantic Search? How like what was the deck that really abused? Oh yeah, I still don't. What is Frantic Search? It's like. Three and a blue. Two and a blue, draw two, discard two, untap three lands. So it was, oh, it that's was really a storm card. Yeah, that... that uh, for <laughs> fucking high tide. Yeah. So much uh, high tide. <laughs> All <laughs> I gotta do is say high tide. <laughs> <laughs> Anything even remotely relevant for high tide is not getting unbanned. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, Frantic Search, I remember playing back in, like, when I first started playing uh, in Onslaught Block, because that was uh, either still in Standard or just rotating out of Standard. But yeah, that that card was uh, fun back in the day. I'm, like, going through this, like, list, and I'm like, what are these cards? Like, Demonic Consultation I had never heard of. Oh, yeah, I mean, a bunch of those cards are just banned for the sake that they are either anti-cards or they're dexterity cards. They require, like, movement of some type. This This one is neither. It's odd. It's a one black instant. Name a card, remove the top six cards from your library from the game, and reveal the next card to all players. If it's is the card name, put it into your hand. If not, remove that card from the game and continue revealing the top card of your library and removing it from the game until the named card appears. Yeah, this was like this was in the old busted like um, the Necro decks a long, long time ago. <laughs> like you would demand consultation for all those key pieces. So like Spoils of the Vault is like the modern version of that card. Oh yeah, this card from Ice Age. I was thinking, what's the one I was thinking where it's like the preacher marrying the bunny to the something else? 
What? <laughs> Someone listening right now knows what I'm talking about, but there's an old magic card. It's a black card, and it's like, it's an anti-card, and it's got a big buddy on it. <laughs> I feel like you're describing a Monty Python film right now. It kind of looks like a Monty Python uh, card. The sad part is, I think I know which card you're talking about, too. Uh, Hi, my name's Jerry, and I do drugs. (laughs) It's a demonic attorney? No. It's basically Donnie Darko on a card. (laughs) There's, like, demonic attorney, which looks like this, like, weird judgy thing which if you look like from really far distance looks like a goat and then like another goat also wearing like a wig from the colonial era like arguing I think that was an antique card yeah Ooh, memory jar is cool oh but yeah. I haven't seen that since I used to play EDH <laughs> by the way I just want to point out when I googled demonic consultation like the top four results are various uh, forum posts why the hell is demonic consultation banned in legacy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and memory jar also part of the, the, the said like I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there was just such a salty feeling from the necro deck that they're like I don't care what format it is we're just gonna ban all the things that associated with necro so for instance academy necro um oh what was it what else did I see yog bargain yog will <laughs> Damn We're just going to unban Chaos Orb and Channel and go to fucking town. That's what's happening. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Channel, Emrakul, and then your opponent's like, uh, Bolt Fire Blast you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gush seems a little, still a little busted, potentially. Not sure. Yeah, I don't think you could do Gush. Yeah. Yeah, Wasteland would get so bad. God, this question thread is getting out of hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we should probably do questions. <laughs> yes. yes. Let's oh, move God. on. This thing exploded, and it's beautiful. <laughs> How many do we have? Oh, a yeah. lot. We got a lot. All right, let's dive right into it. Uh, fan of the cast, uh, Patrick... Uaglo, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, would or you rather daddy? <laughs> would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? That's not even a question. There's an easy answer to this. I feel the easy answer is a horse-sized duck. No. Are you kidding me? I don't think a horse-sized duck is that about- intimidating. Think about how big that beak is. Also, ducks are mean. You definitely want to do 100 duck-sized horses. Mm, but I could... you could just stomp on them. Also... <laughs> First of all, oh, that's a terrible image. <laughs> and second of all, no, maybe I just take my horse-sized duck, mount it, and ride it into the sunset. But it says fight. Would you rather fight? Not... What, what one do you think you could... And if I, if I subdue the horse-sized duck... Then Jerry, it is mine. Jerry, Jerry, what you do it. with your horse-sized duck is your own business, man. We don't, we don't need to be pulled into here. So your little shop of horror is involving duck me. Kate's the one talking about curb stomping baby horses. Think about it. It's just like all those like little horses. It's like a My Little Pony like gore fest. Hey, I think we can all handle a little equicide, all right? But, but whatever you're doing with your horse-sized duck, real? man. 
if I really planned ahead and like I knew this fight was gonna happen, I would just have a bunch of cages and then sell all these little tiny horses yeah, and become horses. a millionaire. I'd be like that guy in that TV commercial, the Russian millionaire who had the really <laughs> tiny giraffe. But I'd have a hundred little tiny horses. Oh, I so, thought you were talking about the Donald Trump ad. Sorry. <laughs> Russian billionaire Donald Trump, come see, come saw. You know, same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to go Mongo and just punch the horse-sized duck in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. Crazy. Uh, I'll, do it, I'll do it I'll do it. for Gene Wilder. I like oh. it. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, I have to go watch Young Frankenstein. Thanks a lot, Salso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a classic. I used that for a class. It was great. So good. All the film adaptations of Frankenstein. <laughs> I'm like, of course we gotta add your Frankenstein. Yeah, you do. That's the best one. Mm-hmm. Take that, Mary Shelley. English class. Come on. All right, should we should we move on? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, we should. All right, Josh Millard. Why is it always Jerry's recording that goes wrong? I don't know, man. Skype recorder is a piece of shit, and uh, honestly, it's because my microphone was turned off at first, uh, so I turned it back on, but apparently the recording device never realized it, so it just assumed my mic was off the entire time we recorded. So, yeah. You're making it sound like, well, I I shut my computer off, and I kept talking about Hoping it was still recording. <laughs> so I hit my computer with a rock, and I'm like, this is good. This will work. <laughs> so Jerry's dumb. Okay, that's that's what I feel like no. got to here. <laughs> no. Uh, why was there no banner restricted update? Uh, good Wizard job, hates. guys. We covered that in detail. Because Wizards hates Kate Donnelly. I got the message, guys. Yeah. Sorry, Wizards. I love you. Bye. Uh, just love me. <laughs> And this is actually a really good question. How do y'all feel about alters? He didn't write it in a southern accent. I just felt like saying it in a southern accent. Yeah, are you making fun of Joe Gardner? (laughs) (laughs) So now you're the eighth best host on the podcast. Ah, damn it. (laughs) I started at third. (laughs) It's been a terrible run. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Gardner now passed you on the podcast. Uh, all right. No alters. <laughs> Kate, how do you feel about alters? Um, I don't know if you're asking that facetiously or not. I, I do alters. I make alters. <laughs> in my articles about making alters. So um, I don't really play with them. They're not my style most of the time. But I, I really love alters because it's a job. <laughs> but I do love to paint, and sometimes I've seen some really beautiful captivating ones. Or... It, it, I, I've also seen some that I find very funny. I also like them because a lot of legacy cards, like some old dual lands, you see them and someone drew on them with a Sharpie, and it's like a great opportunity to make a, a card that was once beautiful, beautiful again, or an ugly card not look like shit. So um, I love alters. Mm-hmm. I, I got to pick three for you, Kate. So what's the, you, the your favorite alter that you've done, your favorite alter that you've seen, and the one card that you would love to alter. Like, my, my favorite that I've done, there's two. One is uh, my best that I think I've done, 
which is this Racto Signet where it's just a borderless extension and it looks really good. Um, my favorite one that I've done that was creative was I did Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus on it. <laughs> um, that was fun, like her on a Wrecking Ball, on Wrecking Ball for someone's cube. Um, I actually still have that, I think, in front of me, actually. Um, what was the next question? <laughs> oh, your favorite alter that you've seen, like, that, that you've seen out in the wild. Oh, oh, that's a really good question, because so many people have really good alters. Um... So I don't know if anybody, oh my god, I have to pull up her Instagram, but there's uh, an altruist I am friends with called Sheila, X-E-L-A. Um, she's out of mass, and she actually paints at the FCGs a lot, um, and she's done a ton of really beautiful ones. Um, she does a lot of really cool border extensions um, that I've just found absolutely breathtaking. She recently did a Braska, The Unseen, and a Jace Bellerin together that were just awesome um she also recently did a really really cool death rite shaman where a client was like uh you do you boo uh see what comes up um and her her artwork is just like really fucking good if you haven't seen her stuff before you should check her out on uh instagram or she has a website uh x-e-l-a her name the geek Dot com. She's got some super sweet stuff. And I feel like as someone who makes money doing altars, I shouldn't send people to other altars. But her stuff is so good. Her reoccurring nightmare, also 10 out of 10, because she kept the teeth. She made it borderless, so she, like, added way more creepy teeth, and it's awesome. It's super oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm seeing some of these. It's pretty cool. Like, even the, um, like, the strip mine that's yeah. extended, but, like, the, not the outer border, but the inner border is still intact. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. that. That's got a cool play on on border extensions. It's called a floating border, and that's like some of my best stuff, to, uh. my favorite stuff to do. It's really really hard to do um, old cards borderless, um, just the way that they their frames are. Um, they end up looking like shit if you cut everything out because you have to paint. Like I'm sure you can see on some of her stuff, like she does it really well, but. Um, you have to paint so closely around the words that you almost get more focused on being perfectly around the letters than you are on the art itself. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see that in the Swords of Plowshares that she did. Exactly. That, that's an extension. Right. And I, and honestly, like, extensions are some of my favorite. Um, I love floating borders. Um, like, I have, uh, an Elvish Visionary I did that, um, I kind of put a new art background on it. I think it's on my Facebook page, like facebook.com slash alters by Kate. Um, and like, I just really love doing like different variations of borderless for people. Um, just like kind of artsy fun stuff. I've been working on making some stuff borderless for a really long time. Um, or even when people just have fun ideas, I have a friend who's been having me turn, um, his modern deck into Star Trek theme. So like, uh, he plays mono green, um, Oh, what's it called? Oh, it's like, like the, the Nykthos. It's like the Nykthos mono green deck where you're just making a shit ton of green mana and like Genesis Wave. Um, oh, the bigger one. The big, yeah. The one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm um, yeah. And so like he bought everything in German and I took like his Garooks and I painted them so they all have a space background and then every single one of them has a different like Star Wars character helmet. So one's got like a Stormtrooper helmet and one has a Darth Vader helmet and one has a Rebel Pilot helmet. So like they're all like you can still tell what it is, but it's it's super fun, and I love doing stuff like that. I'm working on, like, 
his German Nykthos is right now, where I'm trying to make it look like there's like a warp portal around the, um, like the Nykthos shrine since it's already like pretty space-like. Mm-hmm. So I love when people, people get creative like that and like put their own touch on it and get theirs. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point of paying someone to paint a shit ton of cards for you? Right. I really like altars. Uh, I My favorite set of altars that I own is I had this idea for the longest time, and I just finally decided to pull the uh, trigger one day, is I got a set of dazes altered to have the men in black sunglasses and to put the neuralizer in the guy's hand. <laughs> so I have a place out of those. I really like altars, and I love looking at altars. My problem is that I'm a completionist, so if I want to put altars in a deck, the entire deck is going to have to be altered at one point, and that can basically make it, you know, the cost of altering a deck is usually about the same as the deck cost itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what the thing I hate about altering is people, like, really underestimate how much time and money uh, goes into the card when you're painting it. You're like, oh, you just painted that real quick. And I'm like, I really don't think you understand what I poured into this. It's like general like artist problems of like people don't understand how hard this is and how much time it takes. Um, so you kind of end up getting really underpaid on it. And people are like, but that costs a fortune. <laughs> and that's the one thing that sucks about doing card alters. Yeah, my friend Dan, uh, he had got his affinity deck altered by Jacqueline... Uh, Foglia. Yeah, I I always feel like I'm going to mispronounce that. And she did an absolute beautiful job, and he was totally happy paying her, but the cost just runs up so quickly. You know, you're talking like, if you get bulk discount rates, as in you give them a playset or so, they'll usually charge you $25 a card. So, See, and that seems like a low rate to me. Yeah, and that's like I that's know. what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like that's like bulk discounts. It's because like he had gone to her for basically the entire deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean stuff like like I often try. It depends on... See, and that's the other thing. It depends on what you're getting done. Like, when I'm doing custom Star Wars-themed planeswalkers, those are way more time-intensive than when I'm just, like, adding a really easy border to a card. Or if I'm just, like... You're like, oh, I really like this one character, but the rest of this card is ugly. Black out the rest of it and, like, maybe add, like, an ombre. But, like, outside of that, like, it can be super... Because you're matching colors and, like, you're putting in details and you're putting in your own design, like, it can be so time-intensive. Sketching out those helmets and figuring out how I was going to make them so tiny was was a challenge. It was a huge challenge. Yeah. Alters, gotta love them. Indeed. Let's see, what else do we got? Uh, Patrick uh, Yagalo, uh, another question. Uh, how will this episode hold up without me? Uh, I think it's going great. What about you guys? I'm actually surprised. We've been on Magic Topic almost this entire time. I would say we talked about Magic at least 60% of the time tonight. <laughs> I would put us at 75. I mean, after the editing process, 75. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty disrespectful to talk to your father that way. <laughs> what is he? Where is this coming from? There's always so many memes that can be generated out of this podcast. It's fine. It's Papa Pat now. Uh, yeah, give 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 him the record. I think uh, Pat's your daddy. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Uh, Braden Defoe wants to know what we think the hot Kaladesh cards are. There's so many. There's so many good cards. There are a lot. Every single one of them. I just want to like 
buy boxes and boxes of it, <laughs> fill my bathtub with it, and like roll around in it. Fuck money. I just want Calida. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at those mountains. It looks so hot in the background. I mean, it's. I mean that that is like got to be the hottest cards right now, right? Yeah, Am I right. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, I'm actually pretty high on the Gear Hulks. I just wrote about. Uh, I made a brewed a deck called Hulk Smash uh, that got posted. Gear Hulk Smash, come on, man! Oh yeah, Hulk Smash. Uh, got posted on Hips of the Coast at this point last week, uh, where it's just Goblin Welder abusing the Enters of the Battlefield abilities of the Gear Hulks. So I I think the Gear Hulks are really cool. They remind me of the Titans. Uh, so I think we can see some definitely interesting stuff come out of them. Yeah, I also like there's Chandra. There's the one and a green uh, get plus two plus two and hexproof, or is it just one green? It's one green because it's super broken. Um, I think that looks really good. As a, I played Infect for those of you guys who don't know, and I think it could be a good binds alternative possibly because you don't have to kick it. Um, so, I don't know. I think there's some real, real good cards in this set. Aetherflex Reservoir, what? Yeah, Aetherflex, yeah, there we go. Uh, Brooks Dorsey, if they printed a new card called Brainstorm 2.0 that cost one and a blue, would it see play on Legacy? Is there a mana cost that you could make a functional reprint of it so it would mesh with all formats? That's pretty deep. <laughs> Anyone want to tackle that head on? I well, think it would see play, but that's it, all I can put in. <laughs> uh, I don't think so, because is that better than Ponder? I would say no. I and, think that depends on the deck. Yeah, but it's... Like, but, mm-hmm. Miracles might like... Okay. That. Right, being able to put cards back on top if you wanted to go... But I feel if they were going much more towards like a pure Miracles, like and, uh, like adding back in the other Miracles... Like temporal mastery and uh, going back to the uh, entreat the angels win condition, um, but I feel for most decks that's worse than ponder, and there are very few decks that run four brainstorm, four ponder, and then also want another cantrip. You know, preordained sometimes sees play as a one or two of, uh, but I don't think you want to pay one in a blue for you know that effect for you know uh, nine through twelve in the list. I thought we already had this called Thalia Guardian of Thraven. (laughs) All your brainstorms now become brainstorms (laughs) 2.0. And let me tell you that... Or Trinisphere, man. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's (laughs) 3.0. That's terrible. I hate casting those cards. That's if I don't have Chalice out. (laughs) Um, I think it would be more interesting if it was... Uh, draw four cards, put two back. I think that would definitely see play because it gives Even you. A... If it was draw four, put three back, I think that would still see play. Yeah, you're still digging deeper. Right, uh, right. Uh, but those got to be high mana costs if you're going to dig that far. Like that's uh, got to be at least three mana. Uh, no, no. I mean, they can push <laughs> the envelope. They can push the I, envelope. I don't think it would mesh with all formats. Like that's, I think, a straight up like. No. <laughs> yeah, you'd be just basically seeing is there a way to get Brainstorm in Modern? <laughs> I don't think they want to put a Brainstorm-like effect in Modern, considering... I don't think they even want to put it in Standard. Like, they've been pretty clear that they're, like, pretty, like, heavy on the creature, and there's been some good card, dr- card draw in Kaladesh, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that 
they're going to print something that good again. Yeah, because I think they remember back back in the day when Delver was in standard, Ponder was in standard at the same time, and <laughs> they remember how busted that was. <laughs> oh, let me do a legacy play in standard on turn one. <laughs> Seacrum Coast Delver. Oh, you didn't kill it? Let's see who we got on top. Oh, Manalik. Sweet. Hit <laughs> you for three. Go. Oh, man. man. Go. The greatest standard format ever, at least for, <laughs> from the legacy player perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you killed that. Okay, all right. I'm gonna tap out for Geistesine Trap. Go, <laughs> uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> well, that that didn't exist. Yeah. Like, oh, was, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. What was? Uh, oh, I'm thinking Stoneblade. Yeah, you're thinking Cobblade. Yeah. The it, it all blurs together. The the history of blue. <laughs> yeah, ever, ever so innocent, a 1-1 one, one that just tutors up 1-1s. One, like, <laughs> oh, no harm, no foul there. <laughs> oh, you want to put it with a repeatable brainstorm in the form of Jace? Yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> or even, like, the early days of Stoneforge. It's like, oh, oh, you're just going to get, like, Basilisk Collar or something. Like, whatever, fine. <laughs> or go get a Venturing Gear. <laughs> then they made Feast and Famine, which wasn't even the worst. Yeah. Alright, moving on. What is the most impactful card to the format recently printed? I really like this question. Thomas Smiley, uh, who he just recently top-aided or won one of the SCG Invitational. I think top-aided. Yes, he did. Yeah, so congrats to him, too. Um, I want to say Dictate of... No, no, uh, what's the new white guy? The... uh, Critter? The, no, the Chalice of the Void on a creature. Sanctum Freelight? Yeah. Freelight. Fuck that card. <laughs> Fuck that card. <laughs> Fuck it. Alright, that tells how you really feel about that card. Or Hate that, that card. Hate that card. The thing is, you can't even abrupticate it. They named two, and it's not that it's like, oh, it's countered. It straight up can't be played. I learned that in the middle of a match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that like that would just a realization escaped me until I was in the situation where it mattered. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Jerry. <laughs> what about you guys? What do you think is the most impactful card uh, recently printed? This is like a really good question. I'm not going to include anything from Kaladesh until we start seeing play with it because I don't, I don't know if it's going to have a huge impact or not yet. Though I see Chandra being able to have a pretty decent impact. Either Flex Reservoir, it's coming, it's coming for you, but. uh I I don't know. I definitely agree that some a lot of the conspiracy stuff uh, is going to be super impactful. I think Imperial is has a chance to really change Legacy because um, this, I guess, relates to one of the later questions. But I think it's going to see a learn play. It's like if you play a white deck, like this is going to see play. It gets your Stoneforge Mystic. It gets everything in Death and Taxes. You know, it's just it seems real good <laughs> and also real affordable, unlike uh, Imperial Recruiter. Yeah, I honestly think we got such an influx of legacy playable cards in such a short time, it's going to be a while before people actually piece it together, because there are only so many legacy events people can test at, uh, people can get decks together only so quickly, and people you know, can't just always switch decks on the fly to try out the hot new thing, that I think people are still getting around to testing with these cards, so... I don't even think we know what the most in- impactful is going to be, and we probably won't for another couple months. I agree. I think that's 100% on point. What about you, Celso? What do you think? Uh, no one cares what you think. Moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was extra harsh. I'm sorry. How does it feel to be the 12th favorite host? 
I mean, we're we're playing golf rules, right? So it means I'm going. Oh wait, no, that doesn't work either. <laughs> yes, yes, we are playing golf rules. I'll uh, I'll just switch over to this number thirteen chair. <laughs> I mean, I would try to take the shovel out of the ha- out of your hands for the hole that you're digging, but it's just too funny letting you run with it. <laughs> so so uh, let's see. I mean, Santa Prelay does pretty good. I like to go with sort of fire and ice. Come on! <laughs> it's an no, invention. It's in Kaladesh. No reprints. You can open it in Kaladesh. <laughs> I was hearing stories about people who opened, like, uh, Soul Ring and Chandra, and they were just going turn to Chandra in, in their draft pods for the pre-release. Oh, that's <laughs> I opened up Chandra, and I was like, uh, during pre-release, and I was like, today is going to be a good day. I'm also trading it into a uh, Taiga, so I'm a happy lady. Nice. Nice. I would rather have Tiger over Chandra any day. Uh, I don't know. Tiger doesn't add too red to your mana pool. <laughs> Tiger's got to be worth more for much longer, ever. <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah, Berserk's a pretty sweet reprint that we got, too. Yeah. Show and tell? Yeah. yeah. Show and tell? Show yeah. and tell deck is super cheap to put together. Unfortunately, Wizards hated it out of existence. City of Traders are pricey. Yeah, but uh, I think Show and Tell is the only City of Traders deck that actually uh, went down in cost because it only runs two City of Traders, so it's not hurt that bad. And Sneak Attack, Show and Tell were two of the most expensive cards in the deck along with Force of Will, and all three of those just got reprinted driving the price down. And Emmercool and Grizzlebrand have uh, multiple promo printings uh, as well, along with their their regular printings, so they're not that expensive. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. That's a first, but you ain't wrong. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I, I think uh, I think the most impactful, I don't think it's there yet, but it, it's coming, is got to be Recruiter of the Guard for me. Yeah. Like, it's starting to show up, but I feel like it's not the last that we've seen of it. Yeah, definitely. I still need to get mine. I have one, uh, and I need to get three more. I still have half a box of Conspiracy 2 in booster packs that are being that are waiting to be drafted. Same here. We should definitely get together. Let's we're going to do some barbecued smoked meat and conspiracy drafting. Oh, uh, yes, please. Uh, next question, Matt Hoover, should I buy into Vintage Unpowered Eldrazi and just play that in Vintage and Legacy if I don't have any decks no. in those formats? No. Yes. You can do better, Matt. You can do better. As if you want a deck that you can play in both formats, build Dredge and save up for the bazaars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Eldrazi, if you want a deck that you can play in Vintage and Legacy, Eldrazi's probably your best choice, with Dredge being second. Uh, the only reason why is just because, as far as really expensive cars, I think Vintage Eldrazi is the cheapest. Yeah, I mean, bazaars... Minus Bazaar's Dredge is actually pretty cheap. I right, think minus right, Bazaar's, right. well, Bazaar's are <laughs> super expensive, but... They're, they're like 1200 yeah. each, aren't they? They're yeah. not that much, aren't no, they? No, they're up to I, eight now. They were at like five. They're up to eight now. Are they up to eight? Okay, I thought they were more expensive than that. Um, no, um, Library shot up, I think, to over a G. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tabernacles are at like 1400 Oh, don't tell me that, because we have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bazaars are well, bazaars are are selling pretty cheap actually on eBay. They're like four or five. I feel unless you're getting like a super mint one, but like you can get playable ones for around four four fifty. 
Yeah. I, I mean, with these older cards, it depends so much on where you buy them, because store price could be, uh, you know, one price, and then eBay price could be completely different, and they just don't change hands that often. So not it's at not- Batsy North. That's why you should shop with us, because we use eBay and TCG Mid to price our cards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, like, Italian Tabernacles, I just looked up on TCG Player, uh, lightly played Italian Tabernacles are going for, like, 1200 Ooh. Wow, because I have an Italian Tabernacle. Aaron will never let me sell it, and I don't want to. Completely. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> I got my English one. Yeah, Near Mint English... Uh, tabernacles are going for about fifteen hundred to fourteen hundred. Oh, shut the front door. <laughs> oh man, I never thought buying a card for seven hundred dollars would be a good investment. <laughs> Aaron got ours for three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. And we got our moat for one fifty, so we're pretty. Yeah. Happy. Oh man, I'm so pissed. I never picked up moats even when they were at one fifty. I just never thought they would go up from there. <laughs> Well, we picked up, I think we have a couple. We picked up some really, Aaron times and stuff. Well, we even tra- traded four baby Jaces when it's at its high for a mint candelabra. <laughs> I mean, I would trade four regular babies for a mint candelabra now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, should you buy into vintage Unpowered Eldrazi and just play that? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Day, but. I, yeah. I'm actually wondering if, uh, like, for the budget challenge for Vintage Champs, if they're going to, like, add a card from that deck onto it, just because it's so accessible. Yeah, I think Eldrazi's probably going to, is probably the best budget deck, because, I mean, doesn't uh, Dredge ban Bizarre Baghdad from the budget championship? Right, it's Power plus Bizarre plus Mishra's Workshop. And Library, too, isn't it? Um, I think library is safe. Okay, library is not that busted in the format right now. Uh, you know, spe- just talking about this, I kind of just want to go out and buy some libraries, considering that they're probably going to spike at one point or another. You know, I mean, like, like every fucking card on the reserve list. Yeah, actually, never mind. I thought libraries were still at like two hundred dollars, but they're nope. at <laughs> they're at like five hundred dollars. So never mind. I'm too slow. <laughs> Uh, up next, I would say Mana Drain. Mana Drain's still at 150. Oh boy! Also, That's I heard 150. Yeah, I know, right? Well, you know, back in the day, they were so expensive because you're like, oh man, I'm never buying a Mana Drain for 100 dollars. I'm going to buy these Underground Seas for 50. And you know, that was the right choice, but we made that choice for the wrong reason. We never thought Underground Seas would be a 300 dollar card. Yeah. Yeah, I actually heard someone make an argument the other day about how Mana Drain could be unbanned in Legacy. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, it's colorless mana, and it's double blue, so it's not like Eldrazi can really super abuse it, and there aren't that many decks that can make use of the colorless mana, you know, just that next turn, because you still want to use it primarily as a counterspell. I wouldn't mind it in, like, a post... I'd run that in Mono Blue Mud post. Yeah. I think it would be fine to unban. I just think that the supply issue is probably a big reason why it hasn't been unbanned. Wizards doesn't want, you know, a card that should be at common rarity uh, being so expensive. Oh, fuck that. There's so many commons that are a bunch of money. I went through and was printing. (laughs) 
Yeah, but not like $500 expensive. But literally, like, yesterday, I was, like, pricing good commons, and I was like, why is this common? Like, 30 fucking dollars. And then I was like, oh, because it sees a shit ton of play. And it's always, like, really sad to me when a common is worth more than a dollar. Oh, like Mazeveth? (laughs) The original printing was common, I believe, I mean, even more, remember when Inquisition of Kozlik got up to $30? Oh god, I mean, that yeah. That card still isn't cheap, isn't it? Like ten bucks still. Yeah, it's still like ten, twelve bucks. Which is crazy. I think oh, conspiracy no! took it down a couple dollars, but not much. Yeah. Uh, before we get bogged down, let's take the next question. Uh, will uh, Brooks Dorsey will the goodies from Conspiracy Two and Campbell Council of Allocation? What? That's your. That's the drain legend, I think. Yeah, it's the it's the one oh. wing black two three. Whenever an opponent casts a non creature spell, that player loses two life and you gain two life. Yes. I, I think that Dead Guy has some had a lot of really good stuff printed over the last couple of years. I've played Dead Guy, love Dead Guy. I just don't know if a lot of people are gonna pick it over Death and Taxes with all the Death and Taxes goodies coming out. Like like should I really splash black for this when I can run Mono Light White and have Sanctum Prelate? And, mm-hmm. like, a Flicker Wisp uh, recruiter combo. Right. That's the thing is, like, when you're splashing black, you're thinking, is it really worth weakening my mana base, opening me up to Blood Moon even more than Death and Taxes already is open to Blood Moon uh, in order to get these couple cards? And then when you do make that jump and say, yes, it is worth making my mana base worse, I always find myself, every time I try and make a Dead Guy Ale uh, build, it always turns into an Esper build. Because I just want to add blue to help things along. So I think Dead Guy Ale works in this, it exists in this really weird section where it's too, it's, you know, it's worse than, uh, worse choice than a Mono White Death and Taxes, but also a worse choice than an Esper deck. And Esper itself, I don't think, is that great in the meta right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, agreement. What about you, Celso? You want to play devil's advocate? Yeah, I'll start with my uh, opening argument, which is, uh, fuck you, Jerry. All right, good. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how did you have back? Or claw. Claw, if you will. Yes. (laughs) Do you have any other argument besides that? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Okay. I thought that was a very good in-depth argument, Celso. Go team. Did uh, did we lose Celso? And did I we? completely disconnected the mic. So sweet. <laughs> so there you go. I had this beautiful argument, and uh, <laughs> I got so animated that I just knocked the uh, knocked the USB cable out of the mic. So so nobody will ever get to hear it because I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a moment of rage. All right. Well, our loss. Our loss. <laughs> uh, Steve Hendrickson. What do you think of Recruiterless Aluren List? It was featured on SCG. I feel like I looked at that and I totally don't remember any of it. Anyone honest, know the list he's talking about? No, I honestly uh, don't read SCG ever since the Jim Davis debacle. I refuse to because I'm an angry feminist. So, sorry guys, can't be of any help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what he's referring to, Celso? Uh, what the the new oh the recruiter list to learn list um 
I'm guessing it probably was on a Daily Digest. Because yeah. I remember seeing Aluren somewhere. I'm just trying to find where it, where it was. Here, oh, is it this one? Let me check. Find door number one. Uh, yes, found it. Okay, so... You want to post it in the chat? Yeah, here's... Here's the rundown of this list. So, let's see. Four Baleful, two Parasitic Strix, four Charlas, four Harpies, four Quailing Oracles, four Death Rites. So just pure dudes. Um, four Lurens, three Abrupt Decays, four Brainstorms, four Forces, three Ponders. Twenty Lands, nothing of crazy note, just three Bug Lands. And then you sideboards, got a little of everything. Um... Hydroblast, Therapy, Carpet of Flowers, Crypts. Bone um, Shredder. Yeah, Bum one Bob. Bone Shredder. One Gliss of the Traitor. Um, a Jit, but nothing to tutor it with. I, I feel this is like playing Storm without uh, the tutor. <laughs> uh, like it's. I feel like this would be like playing uh, Storm without Infernal Tutor and just adding more cantrips. Like, you, you just basically strip the tutor out of the deck and doubled up on all of the silver bullets. So you're just running play sets of them instead of, and hoping to naturally draw them, rather than running one or two copies and just using the uh, recruiter to find them. Oh, he yeah. makes a couple mistakes in here. Uh, he think am I misunderstanding this? Uh, place for the I feel like he's thinking you can use Shardless Agent to hit Strix, which you can't. Parasitic stretch strikes, which is two in a blue. Yeah, I don't think it has the expect. I think there's, like, every time I've seen Charlotte and Alern, it's just mainly for value. Like, you, you Charlotte into Harpy or Baleful. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm just like. reading what he wrote in the body of the article. Oh, oh, did Ross? Did Ross he said, uh, yeah, that? and I love Ross, but uh, the list just plays for the best creatures while going up to two copies of Parasitic strikes, which is you should be able to find Looping Cavern Harpy with either Bill. Oh, never mind. He's saying about Looping Cavern Harpy with Shardless Agent. Okay, that makes much more sense. Never yeah, mind. I wrote about that in my article. Uh, it's a cool combo with a Lurin out that Cavern Harpy Shardless Agent just basically lets you uh, cascade through your entire deck. So I think it's a cool budget list. Like if you want to run uh a simplified Alluren without splashing the white for the new recruiter of the guard and not dropping the money on Imperial recruiters. I think it's a fine budget list of Alluren, but I think it's definitely worse than the recruiter Alluren's. Yeah, I think it's I don't think it seems bad. I think being able to recruit things up though I have to say the Alluren combo is not exactly simple. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I, I don't know, I'd have to, I guess, see this in action before I made a decision, because at least this one feels, like, a little more simple. It's almost, to me, feels more like a uh, a dead Gael Aluren, where it's, like, a little more practical and just, like, running a lot of good creatures, you know? Yeah, just running value dudes. Yeah. I feel that the creatures get outclassed really quickly, and I'd want to be able to run away to beef them up, like, run a, an equipment or two. Yeah. Unfortunately, not having access to white, he's not running Stoneforge Mystic, so... 
And we get into a loop of just running the recruiter of the guards. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's our answer. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool. I, I would definitely play it uh, just to practice. I think it's a cool way to get the feel of a learn without having to master the combo because the combo is fairly complicated. So if you just kind of want to get a taste of a learn without having to learn all these intric- intricate interactions, I think it's cool to try out, but I don't think it's a better version of a learn. Yeah, because, like, the question, the key question I ask myself in this particular shell is, are the guys in this, the the creatures in this list on their own, like, powerful enough to, you know, be fine, like, if you're, if you're on a non-alluren draw? And the answer is, like, eh, maybe, like, depending on the dudes. Like, Deathrite, of course, is strong. Um, Charlus is very reasonable. Baleful Strix in the current meta is actually not that bad if you're if you're mm-hmm. considering that that Eldrazi's a top contender at the moment, which kind of sort of is. But then you look at like and Kevin Harpy for, for what you're getting, like a two one flyer. That's not bad. Yeah, but then you look at like Coiling Oracle and you're like, yeah, eh. <laughs> not really. What, I feel it's uh it's a worse version of Shardless. It's like Shardless without Tarmogoyfs, and it's like a Lurin without the combo. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it still technically has the combo. You still have Parasitic Strix, Cavern Harpy, so you can combo off. But you're not really focused on the combo, and you're also not really focused on winning with creatures. It just kind of feels a little schizophrenic to me. Right, like, like the text box is great, but then you look at outside of the text box, and you're like, oh, it's a 1-1. One, one. And you're like, eh, like no flying, no none of that stuff. Like, you know, so it's like... Oh, yeah. co- you're talking about coiling article. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, c- I can definitely see that. But it, props to it being three creature types. It is. What is it? Snake, elf, and druid. Huh. <laughs> nice. A, a snake elf. Okay. So yeah, so that's why it kind of showed up in that like bug elf opposition kind of list. Oh yeah, Josh Sissio was uh, text messaging me today about the 1K, and he just kept asking me if I had these really random cards. <laughs> and I found out it was because he was uh, he's trying to put together the opposition list, but he's just like, uh, do you have three cradles I could borrow? Uh, what about uh, three Garrick Wildspeaker? Like, what? <laughs> How about a single Wirewood Symbiote and some Noble Hierarchs? <laughs> like, what is going on over here? <laughs> Everything's yeah, fine. It top-aided um, Paris, Bizarre Mocks in Paris. I think it's pretty much the same list that's been floating around anyways. Yeah. Yeah, uh, nothing crazy that I see here. Pretty much all your, your typical stuff. Although... Triple Thorn of Amethyst in this side might be new. I don't remember seeing that, but I definitely remember seeing Triple Winter Orb. That is for sure. Nice. Maybe I want to play this this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you don't, you should contact Justicio because apparently he needs the deck. <laughs> Uh, what do we have next? How, how many of these questions do we got? <laughs> I think this is literally going to be our second to last one. Uh, John Kennedy, what are Grixis Delver's absolute worst matchups, and what are the best sideboard cards for those matchups? Also, thoughts on painful truths in the side. Hmm. 
Uh, I've actually been playing a lot of Grixis Delver lately, uh, mostly because it's really cheap to put together online since it doesn't run Tarmogoyfs. Uh, so I think it's actually what it, at Blue Red Delver's the cheapest, but uh, Grixis is not far behind. I think I found an even cheaper version that I'm working towards on Moto, the Miracle Slayer Delver that Brainstorm Show has been talking about. Miracle shout Slayer. Out. Yeah, shout out to those guys. Um, Paul, I think it's Michael. This is his last name. I I apologize if I botched it, but he top aided Baltimore with this list. Basically, your creature base is the bug. The deck is very bug centric, but instead of Tarmogoyf, you have Deathrite, Delver, and Mongoose with two Vendillion Click. Since Mongoose is just a hard to kill threat for miracles, and then your Stifle Wasteland package, you get access to a full set of Abrupt Decay, um, and then the sideboard you have just a little of everything basically, like. Disfigure, Thoughtseize, Winter Orb, Painful mm-hmm. Truths, um, and I've seen I've seen people go five hundred one Moto with with this list with this archetype as well. So I figured I was going to start there and then keep adding cards till I got to Grixis Delver, you know, which is pretty much like Scalding Tarn Volcanic Island, mm-hmm. basically. But, but I was going to start here and go go from there. Yeah. I would definitely say some of Grixis Delver's worst matchups, at least in my experience playing the deck, uh, is Miracles. Um, the deck is very, very weak to countertop, which is why the version I play runs three Abrupt Decay main. Uh, because the other really hard matchup, uh, if you don't get your Gurmag Anglers especially, is Eldrazi. Uh, it can be very difficult to beat a Resolve Chalice of the Void on one. Um, so, I, I love Abrupt Decay in the meta right now, I just think there are so many targets for Abrupt Decay that are absolute must-hits for the deck, uh, because Blood Moon is gonna ruin your day, uh, there's just, between Chalice of the Void, Counterbalance, and Blood Moon, those three targets, all three of those will, will just win the game by themselves, pretty much, against you. Um, so I just think Abrupt Decay is a must-have in your sideboard if you're going to run Grixis, which means you're going to have to splash the green, which I know can be difficult for some people who don't have access to Tropical Islands. Uh, other than that, I would say also Winter Orb is really good. Uh, it comes in in a lot of matchups, not least of all Miracles. Uh, just being able to... I don't think people realize until they actually play it how good Winter Orb is against Sensei's Divining Top. Because remember how we said they like to activate top over and over again to check their counterbalance? They can't really do that if they only untap one land a turn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Same for lands, too. Lands is yeah. a tough matchup for Delver, and Winter Orb beats it up a bit, too. Yeah, definitely. Lands is very, very difficult just because they have... Uh, you know, between them grinding you out of the game with Wasteland loops with Life in the Loam, you don't really run any basics in Grixis. That can be really difficult. Uh, the Punishing Fire engine kills pretty much all of your creatures except Gurmag Angler, and if Lands is established enough, they can kill the Gurmag Angler with the Punishing Fire still. Uh, and also just uh, Glacial Chasm. It can be very difficult for the deck to close out the game uh, when they run Glacial Chasm or Tabernacle. Yeah, lands is also very difficult for the deck. Any uh, any input? Do you have any experience with Grixis, Cater, Celso? I've only played against it. I'm going to 
bow out of this because any Delver advice I'll have is to not play it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've played it a bit. I'm trying to think of anything else that I missed. Um, Agrolome's kind of a beating, too. But, like, Agrolome's kind of, like, lands as well. Like, you still have the common cards, like Chalice, Punishing Fire. Yeah. I, I um, really like the Green Splash, because I also like uh, Life from the Loam in that matchup to help out. If you can if you can keep an Exploration off the field for them, you can go toe-to-toe with their uh, Wastelands. Um, yeah. So, so I like... Melrod's uh, also good, too, in, in a lot of those similar matchups as yeah, well. Yeah, yep. Um, I would basically say I would not run Grixis if I did not have access to the Green Splash. Just because yeah. you, you get a lot of really good cards with green between Abrupt Decay, Life from the Loam, Cross and Grip, Sylvan Library is another really good card for the sideboard for any of the grindy matchups or matchups where you don't really care about your life total. Like, Sylvan Library is hilarious against Infect because you're basically like, okay, take eight, draw, draw two extra cards. Just free cards is what Sylvan Library reads against uh, certain decks. Yep, I agree. Uh, and Painful Treats? Um, I think there were some matchups where it was good, but not anymore. I mean, like, I think Painful Truths is a fine card, but it doesn't deserve the hype that it gets. Like, I, re- I talked to people who, who were playing Painful Truths, and like, this is the best thing since sliced butter. I'm like, yep, I'm wondering how many of you are going to pick up on that, but... <laughs> um, it, it just, it's just not that good. Yes, it can get you out of the hole. Yes, you're going to remember that time when you are in the mirror match and you drew your painful truths off the top when your opponent had no cards in the hands and it, it locked up the game. But you're going to remember those because those are the exception, not the rule. I just feel painful truths is fine, but it doesn't probably doesn't de- it definitely doesn't deserve a spot in uh, the main deck, and I would probably only run one or two of them in the side. Yeah, I'm taking a quick peek at the sideboard guide for the bug list because I'm sure whatever it would come in for that that deck would probably come in for the other Delver decks. So miracles, shardless, and the Delver mirror seem to be the only three. Yeah, three matchups I see out of this list where it would come in. So Delver, to me, makes sense because you want to out-card advantage your opponent. Um, thinking back to the good old blue-red Treasure Cruise days. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, they try to run you out of cards through Hymns and Lilianas and things like that, so getting some extra card advantage is, is very good there. Um, Miracles, probably the same thing. It acts kind of sort of like the library effect you're mentioning, like when your life total is not pressured that much, like, and, and also they don't have that many threes to float the counterbalance. Right. So it just I mean, it, it brings your curve up, which is what you want against counterbalance. You know, less one drops, more two, three, four drops. Yeah, it's spread out a little bit. So yeah, so, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's. It's it's a reasonable card. It's not a you know doesn't curb stop whatever your bad matchups are, but it's a it's a decent tool if you're looking for if you have the slots for it. Yeah, I think its biggest thing is it came out pretty soon after Treasure Cruise was banned, and so everyone's like, oh, this is the answer we've been looking for. We can't play with Treasure Cruise anymore, so let's just play with Painful Truths instead. And Painful Truths is not a Treasure Cruise by any stretch of the imagination. 
Well, yeah. Well, it was also the weird period, too, where, like, Dick Through Time was still hanging around. Yeah. So, yeah, that, too. Yeah, but I feel it's it's place spiked when Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time were banned. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, well, this is all we got left going for us. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely spec'd hard on this on Moto when I had to pick up my copies anyways, because I think they were, like, a nickel or something like that. So I was like, all right. I'll buy 20 copies. Wow. Even if it goes up to, like, a ticket. Yeah. I'll still take it. Yeah, exactly. And last question of the night. Braden Defoe, thoughts on running leagues in paper at stores or regionally? Uh, well, Kate, as someone with store experience, is there any kind of things holding stores back from doing leagues? Uh. Honestly, probably just support. Like, people aren't super consistent at to go to things outside of FNM. And, like, I know for us, like, FNM's already super successful. We normally have 40 to 50 people, which is the most we can handle, show up for FNM. So there's not a lot of inspiration for us to open another night. We actually just started a draft night, and we're still, like, having trouble even getting support just for that. And we had tried Legacy before, and we just weren't firing. Um so I love the idea as a legacy player, but I just, I mean, I'm in an area where I feel like you guys can speak to this. Like, there's rarely ever a problem firing legacy, but legacy players are normally, like, people in their mid to late 20s or early 30s. Um, and they're adults with a life, and they're busy as fuck. So I just don't think leagues are realistic for most players, unfortunately. As much as I love the idea, I just don't don't see him being realistic. Yeah, I think leagues, especially proxy leagues, are a great idea in areas that you're trying to build a legacy community because it's a way to get more legacy play in. But in in our area, in New England, it's not really that difficult to find legacy play. So why do I have why am I going to want to commit to this, you know, multi-week long thing that I may or may not be able to go to? When I can just go play in a legacy match, you know, four nights of the week whenever I have whenever I have a free night to myself. So I think certain regions it would definitely work, uh, but you definitely have to choose your market. I'm with you there. Yeah, especially if you're going to be locked into a deck too. Like that's the other. The other oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I don't think I don't think I would want to do that. Be forced to play the same deck for an entire league. I barely want to play the same deck for playing leagues on Magic Online. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I I did a Legacy League way back in the day, like when I was still in high school. The comic stop in Watertown, which I could walk to from my house, uh, had a league where basically uh, pairings were posted in the store, and you basically had to arrange uh, a match with someone, and you could like challenge people up and down the ladder. And at the end of the season, the top eight players... Uh, you know, had a playoff. And that was cool. But it was it was already, like, with a group of friends. So I think if you can get it to work, it would be great. I just think you need the right incentives. So that sounds really cool to me. But a- as a woman, I, that w- I would feel really unsafe doing that, to be completely honest. It also makes me think of Kids in the Hall. And I don't know if you guys watch that show, but there's definitely a skit where... Oh, I thought you were just talking about kids in, like, a hall. (laughs) No, the show. But, like, it was, like, a comedy sketch show from the the 90s. And uh, it just makes me think of that because there's an episode where they're doing that same kind of, like, league but with racquetball. And there's a crazy guy who just runs around yelling Excelsior. And it's pretty sweet. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm not hearing any negatives here. Like, <laughs> but seriously, I don't feel like getting stock. I'll save that for Reddit. Ah. <laughs> uh, but it sounds cool. It sounds awesome. I just I I wouldn't want my personal information going out to people, and I wouldn't want to meet up with them one on one. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh no, it didn't like have your information just posted in the store. You basically left a message with the store owner. Right, but I'd have to meet up with people who I might not know very well outside of the store. Oh, I mean, all matches were held in the store. Oh, okay. All right, well, that makes me feel a little better. It sounded like you were just like, all right, let's go, like... <laughs> We were putting bounties on each other, said, and hiring English hitmen <laughs> to take each other out. Oh, that, that sounds awful. You only play your matches in dark alleyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm serious. There's tables out there, tables and chairs. Yeah, go on. You get a good cross breeze. Yeah, in the buildings. <laughs> you guys have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, Jerry will go have fun with his horse-sized duck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will, and I'll like it. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> now, scoop the horse-sized duck. Scoop to the horse-sized duck. Yeah, let's get into some scoops. Celso, why don't you kick us off? I'll defer to Kate. Ladies first. I was trying to break gender norms. Damn it, yeah, Celso. Yeah, I'm too much of a feminist now. Nope, <laughs> I gotta go Celso. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna scoop Kate in because she's awesome. And uh, Dream Crush Jerry because he's the opposite of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> but scoop Jerry's duck-sized horse because we already established that. Um, uh, I may have to. I have to. May have to commission a painting of me riding on a duck-sized horse in a nice English countryside setting. Uh, hi, friend. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you'd like, and I, I also realize I just said a, a duck-sized horse. I mean, I need to ride on a horse-sized duck. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. And give him the Costanza look too. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, if, oh, if it could actually be, what's that famous painting of, like, Napoleon Bonaparte, and he's like, Oh my god, that's what I was imagining, you have a flag in your hand flying in the background that has the magic symbol on it. Yes! <laughs> this would be awesome. Yeah, I didn't think of this, but I'm a genius. <laughs> Kate, I'll tell you what, if you make that for me, I will get you a Woman's Leaving a Legacy shirt, finally. I'll, uh, uh, free of no. charge. <laughs> should have that anyway. <laughs> uh, there are lots of people who should have the Leaving a Legacy shirt, and I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just, I, I'll i do it. I swear. I swear. Jerry, just uh-huh. want you guys, just want you to all know, Jerry hates women. <laughs> don't, don't spread that. God damn it. I'm going to get angry, get angry tweets. <laughs> angry tweets at me. <laughs> Uh, so while my scoops I should probably scoop in Jerry because this is the second podcast in a row I've been super mean to him (laughs) sorry Jerry I don't mean to be mean I love you but this is our sassy friendship it's it's not our problem that Jerry is a strong member of no ma'am going back to married with children references here (laughs) yeah I'm like what is no ma'am I had no idea either (laughs) Uh, show since I was like fourteen. I know. Off the air for thirty years. I, 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 I believe it was the National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> was this founded by Trump? 
<laughs> might bow be. down to us Amazonian overlords. <laughs> For those uh, of you guys who don't know me, by the way, I'm a five foot ten tall woman, so <laughs> I am a giant. <laughs> yes. Oh man, I loved it. Made the rounds. I think uh, uh, Aaron Campbell was the first one I saw who posted it. Someone posted a uh, a board, like it was like a church board, and it was like vote against Hillary and her vagenda of manicide. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just says like, this is the greatest name for a magic card ever. <laughs> like, I want to name my my metal band vagenda of manicide. Vagenda <laughs> has always been one of my Favorite words, favorite words, <laughs> underused. I, I definitely have a agenda. Y'all watch out. Uh. So let me finish my scoops, though. I, I have to scoop in Jerry. I'm sorry. I hope people who don't know me know I'm not super mean. I'm actually a really nice lady. But Jerry and I are definitely sassy together. I was going to say, yeah, you're very nice, but Jerry deserves it. So. Oh, I feel so guilty. I want everyone to know I'm a nice lady. I'm not I'm not beating Jerry and Aaron in the back. <laughs> I mean, if anything, they would probably just root you on. <laughs> it's just bled over into the Facebook group. In public, and I ask Aaron to do something, he sometimes pretends he's a battered husband. And I'm so afraid that people one day are going to believe it. It petrifies me. Petrifies me. Uh, yeah. I also need to scoop in Aaron, though, because he's been lovely and really sad that I haven't been able to play Legacy. So, (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to cry today, which is weird, because I didn't think he had tear ducts. (laughs) Yeah. And the last thing I have to scoop in, which, Jerry, you should scoop in, too, is Hipsters of the Coast Patreon. We're trying to get some support to keep our our website running, pay server costs, and all that fun jazz, um, because we don't we're not like a lot of other people. When we write, we don't, you know, sell cards to make money because it seems weird to tell you what to play and then make money when you're buying what we told you to play. We like to make our money in an ethical way so we can keep giving you, like, really awesome articles. So you should definitely check out our Patreon. It's on the Hipster of the Coast Twitter. It's on my Twitter. I think it's on Jerry's Twitter. It's on Aaron's yes. Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's all over Twitter. It's on my Facebooks. Uh, I can drop it in the Leaving a Legacy page if someone asks for it jerry and aaron yeah, just 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 post it up there and also if you like legacy definitely if you haven't checked out hipsters over the coast because there are quite a few legacy writers on that site you know they cover all magic content but as far as like per capita number of articles about legacy i feel hipsters of the coast is definitely higher than most without being a strictly dedicated legacy website Definitely, because we've got you, me, and Aaron, and then there's also other people who write about Legacy, so it's pretty, I feel like, impressive for for Legacy players. Uh, there's also another Legacy podcast that just started up that I feel really bad for not remembering the name. Eternal Dirtles. Eternal Dirtles, that's what it is. Thanks, Kate. Pat, through the magic of sound editing, make it sound like I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> nope, and instead, let's find out how much money do I need to donate to kick Jerry off of the writing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a stretch goal on the Patreon. Donate $10,000 and Jerry will be disinvited from the Hipsters of the Ghost family. <laughs> well, there's only one, like, $35 slot. So can I just take the $35 slot and kick Jerry out? <laughs> Uh, message Rich. See if see if he'll take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, look, get, gain access to behind the scenes updates, and like, there's one. I think there's one reward tier where 
I get to like vote or something like that. So I, I don't like, even get a vote. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like voting rights somewhere in here. I think. <laughs> it's like it's like stock rights. <laughs> right. That's right. As as a shareholder, a disgruntled one at that. <laughs> Celso, the activist investor. <laughs> right. For at least three bucks, you gain access to exclusive polls. To help select future content. So if the future content was not from Jerry Me, then that we see very all. Sweet for the low 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 price of three bucks. That's money well spent if you ask me. Click get three dollar reward. Good, I'll I'll let Rich know. He'll be so happy. Uh, but yes, Kate, you got dear, anyone else? Dear Rich, please remove the 19th best host. <laughs> Ooh, I, we haven't even had 19 people on the cast, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, Kate, you got anyone else? No, you couldn't hear me that whole time because my mic was muted. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, yes, I do have one last thing. For the Patreon, I promise everyone who follows me on Facebook... Well, on my Facebook page or my Twitter, that if you did contribute to the Patreon and let me know, I would do a special extra prize. I don't know what for that person. I would like put a raffle in um, and pick one person. So far, I only have two people who have done it, um, and I was going to work with that person to pick something out, whether it might be like a simple altar or a playmat or just like me and Aaron work on a deck tech with you, like specifically just for you. So um, if you do hit it out, let me know, um, and I will make sure to uh, work something out with you and put you on my list because, hey, who loves extra prizes? Everybody, and I don't care how much you donate. That's for everybody. And Celso, I'm sorry, but that prize can't be me getting Jerry kicked off because I'm the one who got him and Aaron hired, and that's super <laughs> Oh, it wasn't from the website anymore. It was from the podcast now. So. <laughs> oh, well, considering this podcast isn't sponsored by hipsters, that'd be mad awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everyone who goes on it actually writes for them now. <laughs> uh, good, good. Celso, you got any? Did you already do scoops? I forget. Yeah, I'll yeah. also scoop in uh, Nomnath because I'm rebuilding him for to have an EDH deck on me. Hell yeah! Which one? Nomnath is sweet. The new one or newer? Mm. Bomb! Oh, Mr. Aaron just walked in. Aaron! Hi, Aaron! Hi! Aaron. Can you hear me, Aaron? Can you hear me? No, he can't. I've got a headset on, but he says hi, guys. Uh, but with, like, a less girly voice and sounds much more tired. No, he sounds just like that. Here, he can speak into my mic. Hello. Uh, yes, we hit our four, four host uh, quota for this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to scoop in Aaron. Thanks for walking in, Aaron. Aw, I'll share that with him. <laughs> uh, also, totally going to scoop you two guys in. Thanks for last minute coming on and filling in for some scrubs of co-hosts who shall remain unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. I love coming on the show, so anytime you guys want me around. Yeah, Adrian, what do you think of all this, by the way, Adrian? <laughs> What's your thoughts? Yeah, Adrian's been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also gonna scoop in all our wonderful listeners. I like to throw that in every once in a while. Because I need to garner their support in case of a pending coup by a certain bear. 
<laughs> is it is it coup or the truth? Coup <laughs> or the truth? That's a great like sandwich board sign. <laughs> like I expect to see that in Harvard Square. Some guy handing out pamphlets, wearing that on a sandwich board. <laughs> oh man, I was there just a couple weeks ago. I, uh, a friend of mine was up in Boston, so I went up and had dinner up there. Y- you mean me? I'm in Boston. Uh, <laughs> oh well, there's good friends too. There's oh, good friends. Oh, I missed that part of the statement. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she's even ranked higher than you on the podcast host list. That we're <laughs> she hasn't even been on the podcast. <laughs> like, she's the 16th best pod- podcast host on the podcast, and you're like 25th now. It's it just amazes me. Good. Jerry. Good. Jerry, I'll let you cry onto my onto my shoulder later. And Thanks. Do a bar and it'll be okay. <laughs> uh, can Aaron be there too? He he has strong shoulders. Who else is going to be the one grabbing your butt? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> All right, we gonna roll some dice, people? Uh, no, we're just gonna play Single Ladies by Beyonce for your crazy <laughs> feminist. Who's now no. she's co-host because she's been on the show enough lately. No. <laughs> we the the word of the people will not be overruled. Democracy Democracy you know will prevail. that's the point. You're one of the people. The people will prevail. How many likes I got. <laughs> the people voted for moi. What are you? The Democratic Committee? Come on. Yes. Yeah, let's let's do it by ranking. So so Kate's the best, so she's ranked number one. And Jerry's ranked number forty-one. So, <laughs> Jer- so I, I think I think you lose out there. <sighs> We're still gonna roll a die. <laughs> <laughs> tried, you can roll a die. Single ladies will just show up though. <laughs> oh man, we got single ladies. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fine. I can't even find the list because <laughs> Facebook search function sucks. <laughs> So I'm gonna let. I bet if you search the group for single ladies, it'll come up. <laughs> or just Beyonce. Sorry, we couldn't find any results. Let's try Beyonce. Oh my God! Can you hear that? <laughs> yes. I can hear it. <laughs> you can thank Aaron for that. Good. Uh, yeah, I think Adrian or Pat or both of them may have deleted the list because I can't find it anywhere. Hashtag single ladies gate. Single ladies gate. Alright, Pat, you heard the woman. Yeah. Play some single ladies.
Don't 